Hello to everyone tuning in. We're a Boston Celtics fan site that covers everything Celtics, from the latest trade rumor to that other trade rumor, to the Nets pick and how exactly Danny Ainge got his free Chipotle for life card. Nobody knows. The pod covers all the same topics our site does, but from a little more freely and from a weekly point of view. And the best part of it all is we're talking about this from a fan's perspective. We'll cover last week's games and major stories, as well as a look to the week ahead. And we'll change things up as the show evolves, so let us know if you want to hear something um, that comes to mind. So I'm here um, with Mark Allison. Um, I'm Justin Quinn, in case you guys haven't gotten used to my lovely sonorous voice yet. Uh, how you doing, Mark? Pretty good, man. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Nothing much. Um, just trying to deal with, um, you know, not, not the most exciting week in, in terms of Celtics news. Yeah, not well. Yeah, especially not after yesterday. But uh, um. yeah, I, I don't know what what. Yeah, I mean, I know exactly what it is. It's it's <laughs> yeah. Isaiah Thomas uh, not being there and the rest of the guys not showing up the way they should have been. Yeah, well, I mean, they were they were, they were playing well up until the third. I mean, they the, they were running the offense through Al and everything was going great, and then they just decided to stop doing that and just started launching up three pointers that weren't going in. Yep, I, so. I saw the. Uh, the final total of how many, how many uh, shots Marcus hoisted, and uh, mm-hmm. that told me everything I needed to know. Yeah, and um, uh, let's see what do we got. Avery Bradley and Rogier were a combined two for twelve from three. That's not that's not good either. Yeah, you know what? Let's just let's just dive into the games. Um, I was going to talk about Isaiah's knee, but we can we can we can we can do things backwards. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, talking about that, that game, um, I was actually kind of surprised too, cause, cause Jay Crowder was, was pretty awful. Um, yeah. even though he put up some good points, um, he was three for 13. Yeah. You know, the, the, I think the most disappointing thing about this weekend to me was they, the, you, you really wanted to see one guy emerge like and take over like the scoring load with Isaiah out. Right. And then, so we had Friday. Crowder came out, he scored, what, 24, I think? Had a good game shooting. And then on Sunday, at, oh, Horford had a good game, and he scored 27, I think. Um, yep. 11 for 16 from the field. Good. They were running the offense through him. I really wanted to see, like, one guy be the guy, those two. Like, you know, like one guy that we could say, well, geez, this guy will definitely step up when we need him to. And yet it was kind of like, you know, it, it was a different guy each game, which and I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah, and at least in terms of the Philly game, like it looks like they were trying to all be that guy, mm-hmm. but like yeah, the the shots weren't going down for the other guys, right? You just gotta know when when you're not making it. I mean, like just let yeah, someone else shoot. And right, and then like so, then they were going to Horford the first three quarters, and then he had like what fifteen in the in the third quarter alone. He was rolling, and then they went away from him. They started sh- shooting, and no one was really shooting well besides him. And yet that's what you know. I. I Part of that's got to go on Steven Silva. So I don't know how you let those guys just keep doing that when it when it wasn't working. I'm, and I'm, I've been noticing he he really lets them shoot more than I feel like he should. He really needs to get a little bit more of a hook going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of people complain about Horford not being involved as much, at least scoring on offense. And and Horford is on the record. I mean, he's totally cool with passing the ball, and it's it's good. It works fine when it's working. But um, when he has to score, you see that he can. I mean, you know, he was pounding the ball inside yesterday. If you look at the shot chart, I think he took 
He took two threes and everything else was inside the paint pretty much. Almost everything else. Not everything. But, um, you know, like, I mean, he can, he has the ability to do that. And I think that they should be doing that more often, even when Isaiah's there, you know? Yeah, I mean, when Darius Eric puts up 23 points on 10 of 20 shooting, mm. you know, and Robert Covington seems to have found his stroke back also, Philly is actually not as bad of a team as I think we've become accustomed to thinking of them, even with, with players like Embiid out and Noel gone. Mm-hmm. they got a lot of young talent, definitely, for sure. And the, the problem is it's spotty, Like, but yesterday they played well. So, you know, we were on the wrong end of that. Yep. And this isn't like the, the, the Phoenix game where they just didn't show up to play. I mean, they were actually trying, but I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, yeah, it's just they, they just got trigger happy shooting from the outside in the fourth when they weren't going down. And just, you know, that's, you know, like like on Friday, even Friday, I mean, they, you know, they should have been able to win that game comfortably. Instead, we're, you know, watching you know, Brooklyn take three pointers at the end that could have tied the game and they just were just lucky that they didn't. But in the in the fourth quarter on Friday, like Crowder came up with a couple of huge shots, you know, when they needed him to. And yeah. um and yesterday when it was tight at the end, you know, nobody nobody made those big shots. Well in the Brooklyn game too, I mean it very easily could have been a loss. Uh Lopez and Quincy AC both mm. shot threes in the last couple of seconds and right. it and, gone in. It could have gone yep. the other way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. I mean, not to jump on the narrative train too much, but I mean, can you imagine if we had back-to-back losses from Brooklyn and Philly? That, that would have been a bad look. Yep. Ah, I mean, it also would have pretty much nuked any chance for the first first seed. Thankfully, the Clippers' loss um, mm-hmm. with we'll get into that in a second, but the Clippers' loss with um, the Cavs at least put us in a position where we're still in the hunt, and right. Washington's been pretty awful. Also, mm-hmm. um, the Chicago game was fun. Yeah, I mean that was that was that was about as good as you could hope to watch. <laughs> it was it was it was kind of painful to watch towards the end though. Yeah, I mean that that was that was a I mean that was I mean what did we start the game on? Was like eleven and all run, something like that? Like um, I think <laughs> I can't even remember, but it Chicago was Chicago was like one of nineteen in the first. Um I remember yeah. we were chatting in game and uh we were we were checking with each other to see if the score was actually right twenty two to nine. Mm-hmm. That was one of the more ugly, ugly offensive, literally offensive uh, quarters of basketball I've seen this season. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's kind of what we all expected from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're on our home floor. I mean, we we should blow that team out. You know, they're they're not that good. But well, in, in terms of shooting, also, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, Butler Butler was also awful, which wasn't wasn't too expense or expected, but. It seems like Hoiberg is is kind of trying to see what he's got with what he's got on the roster. I mean, he mm-hmm. played Valentine a lot in that game. Uh, I think he scored 13, which I, I don't keep track of him, but it seems like that's the most I remember him scoring mm-hmm. against us at least this season. Um, and Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis played um, played a lot of minutes too. He put up 12 points and eight rebounds, which I mean, I don't think he's going to be the star that some people thought he was when he first came into the league, but. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like he could be a starter, though, or at least a, a you know role player off the bench, a, a, you know a plus a above average role player. Todd Gibson two point is the way I'm looking at him. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's that sounds about right. Um, so in between the Brooklyn game and the Chicago game, we have the Minnesota game, which um was un- was eventful for other reasons. <laughs> um, I mean, it was a good game for it. Um. 
apart from the we assume to be actual bone bruise. You have any? I've heard some some rumors of people thinking this is just a clandestine way to get him some rest. I, you you know, I, I think he probably. I mean, he probably banged up the knee, and maybe it's bruised. But I think that you know, if this was, if if these were games were important, I mean, he would have been playing. I, I think it's you know the. You know, they just didn't they didn't need him. And maybe they would have sat him against even good teams. But if this was a playoff game, I think he would have been playing, you know, obviously. But but um but I mean it like we talked about this last week with the um you know, this is this was an opportunity to rest him and you still should have been able to win both games. And they very well could have, you know. Yeah, this is where I started to see uh Horford look like he's really starting to feel some some late season growth in terms of his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty points, nine nine was it? Yeah, I think it was nine rebounds and six assists. Yep. Yeah, and and I I thought that 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 Minnesota game was was going to be a difficult one because um because of their size, you know, and we we you know we don't have great size, but um but Horford had a huge game and um you know they. they I think we led that game wire to wire, pretty close to it, anyways, right? Um, I want to say they tied it. I covered that game. I'm, I'm pretty sure they tied it a couple of times, but I don't remember them getting ahead. So I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that game seemed a lot. Yeah, and that team's been playing much better as of late, last month or so. But um, but yeah, they're they've still got a little ways to go. I mean, they're looking pretty good, though. Um, yeah, for sure. The, but they're, the, I think they're still, I mean, they're, what, they're like three or four games out. Like, they can't make it in the playoffs, right? No, they're not making it in the West. No, definitely yeah. not. But, I mean, they have, they have a good future. They're probably better than some of the teams at the bottom there, though. <laughs> it might be. They're certainly better than some of the teams at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Oh, by uh, far. Playoffs. In the playoffs, I, like I mean. I don't mean, the, like I mean the playoff seventh teams. Or, seventh or eighth seed at least. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. <clears throat> Yeah, and they they got kind of banged up themselves too. And that um, I remember Lance Stevenson rolled his ankle in the third. Um, the guy whose name I can't say, Nemanja Bialika, I think is how it might be. Said. Sounds good. Yeah, so we'll roll with it. Bialika. <laughs> we'll roll with um, that. He he hurt himself also. He's out. Um, so. To to jump into the the the, the topics of the week, uh, the the, the major storylines at least, um, I thought that might be a good segue to talk about Omri Caspi. Mm-hmm. They're looking according to I think it was Mark Stein who first reported it. Yep. Um, they are just about done setting up a contract with him, and evidently, um, I feel a little bit um, what's the word I'm looking for. I, I feel I feel less crazy for saying that Boston should have taken a look at him because uh, mm-hmm. they did take a look at him evidently. But I guess I guess he kind of felt better with his role going forward uh, with Minnesota that he might have a future with him, which kind of surprises me because he's he's you know he's in the right time frame for us in terms of you know a team he, on the on the verge of competing here, right? Yeah, and he's like um, and still could have probably carved himself a nice role. Yeah, because I, I don't. I mean, we're probably not bringing back Jarebko. He's mm-hmm. probably going to be in the same basic price range with, I think, a slightly better skill set than Jonas. Yep. No offense, Jonas. Um, and he is pushing thirty. I think he's twenty or twenty-nine years old. I can't remember off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. I mean, that is a better fit in terms of like the age curve of this team. Yeah. Um, at least for for the contending now portion of it. Um, than it is for a, most of it, like of, of Minnesota's active players, most of them are on the 
um, younger side of 25. Yep. So it kind of surprised me because, I mean, by the time that they are really, really ready to compete, I kind of feel like he's going to be on the decline like two or three years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, maybe they offer, maybe they can offer him more money. I, I'm not real aware of what their cap situation is in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder how many other teams were interested. I, I know that the Celtics were at least sniffing around, but I, I'm not, I'm not sure who else was in on him either. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear too, too much else. Um, I, I don't think I saw anything. I mean, I can think of some teams that could definitely use him, but I mean, most teams can use a guy who can space the floor like that. Right. And at least, at least not a negative defender, if not necessarily a, a great yeah, one. Right. So besides that, um, after that game, you wrote a story about a particular incident. Yes. So the same day, right? The, uh, the, the popcorn, uh, incident. So I'm sure most of you have seen now that, you know, uh, Jalen Brown had his car filled with popcorn, um, after the game. Um, I, th- I thought it was kind of funny. We had some funny comments on the, on the, uh, um, on the post that, uh, with some people that were like genuinely upset about it and that it was, there was no place for that. I mean, I thought it was kind of a harmless, fun thing. What did you think? I mean, totally, completely. I mean, yeah, there's good. I mean, hopefully they were smart enough to use air pop popcorn and not oil yeah. pop popcorn. Yeah. yeah, someone was talking about the uh, the, the fumes from the, the oil and the popcorn being harmful to his health. And I'm saying, oh, my God. Um, and then, well, and then another thing, too, is there was pictures of uh, apparently the uh, the ball boys were the ones that got stuck cleaning that up after. But uh, my guess is if it, and that is the guy. I mean, I did see them. There's photos of them doing it, or it was. Uh, I think it was Amir Johnson's uh, wife that had it on her Snapchat. But <laughs> I would be willing to bet that Jalen took care of those guys for cleaning that for him. Yeah, I also think that um, some of you guys out there in the NBA media sphere, uh, fans and writers alike. Um, wondering if the exchange in that Minnesota game between Marcus Smart and Jalen had anything to do do with the prank. That's just come on. I mean, this was obviously something they had planned out much before that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and it's I, I would like, I go would, down I, to the I, concession stand and buy up all their popcorn. Yeah, no kidding. And, and like I jokingly made up like a list of suspects and you know Marcus and and Isaiah and all the different people. But uh, obviously this was more than one person on the team. You know, they must've had some of the guys, you know, some of the people that aren't actually some of the people out of the office or something that actually performed the task there. But, um, cause obviously they're all playing the game. So, but I, I, it was definitely a collaborative effort. Although it's funny to me that no one's taken any responsibility for it, at least not publicly. I mean, I don't think they need to. It's usually just a team thing. I mean, this happens on a lot of teams. The Celtics have done it before. I've seen it on a lot of other teams also. Yeah, yeah. And I think Gotta people bring the are back down to earth, right? Yeah, but what do you what do you think about the exchange that happened between Smart and Brown relative to uh, to Jalen's recent performance in the last couple of games? Because he's put out a couple of stinker performances since then. I'm working on a piece right now, actually. Mm-hmm. I'll have out later this week. Um, do you think that there's uh, anything to that theory? I mean, I don't. I, mean, I, I, I have a hard time believing that, you know, the two guys arguing is going to, you know, I think he's got thicker skin than that. But his I mean, his heels got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that seems a little crazy. But hey, I mean, who knows? It's two bad games. I mean, we'll, we'll see. You know, he's got a big game tonight. Hopefully he shows up. What about uh, Isaiah's knee? Do you think that has anything to do with. Uh... So we're, well, we're, now we're still waiting. You mean you mean Isaiah having an effect on Jalen? 
not uh, being not Jalen specifically, but the, the barely beating the Nets and losing to. Oh, the I mean, centers. obviously, I mean, we I, we would have those both of those games would have been blowouts if Isaiah played, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't even have been a contest. And, and I thought it was the one thing that's nice about it is, like I was saying before, like I wanted to see somebody step up and be like the guy, you know. And and Horford did it yesterday, and and um and um Crowder did it on Friday night, you know. But um, you know, I so I mean, it's I think it's good for those guys to step like to play a big role in the offense, like and be the guy. So because someone needs to be the second banana when the uh you know playoffs come in terms of taking the scoring load, because if everyone's going to try and lock down on Isaiah, like they do every playoffs when the game tightens up, you know, um, we're going to need somebody else to right Take some of that pressure off of them. So based on what we've seen, um, it's questionable on if that's even going to be enough. I mean, I guess you could say at least when Crowder had the big game, that his shooting was just absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that doesn't quite qualify. But, I mean, even even when Horford has, like, a 27-point outing, that's not enough. I mean, like, what are we going to do when, when, we're, when we're playing, like, Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Lose is what we're going to do. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I know everyone wants to talk about offense and how offense is, is the big thing. But I think at least for the Celtics, at least this year, um, continuing to ramp up the defensive progression from midseason um, to what is now, I think, I think they are just outside of a top ten defense of the like eleventh or twelfth. Yeah, I think it was twelfth when I last looked, and and that was before yesterday, so I, I don't know, it could have changed. Yeah, I think I think finding ways to turn um, defense into offense mm-hmm. is, going, is going to be the best way because. If you can't score, the next best thing you can do is prevent the other guy from doing right, it too. Right. Right. Yep. No, I, I agree. I think that's 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 the way. If they're going to make some big noise in the playoffs, that's how they're going to do it. It's going to be on the defensive end for sure. You know, because Isaiah can carry the offense sometimes, and then sometimes the other guys come up with huge games. Avery has a big shooting night. Jay does, or you know, Horford gets loose. But, um, but yeah, I think the chances go up significantly when they're playing the brand of defense that we know they can play just you know how consistent they are with it yeah i don't understand why they have been so inconsistent i mean they've been better lately but i mean like we'll see like an occasional lockdown game and then Mm -hmm. like three or five games of middling to complete bullshit excuse me uh defense Mm -hmm. i can't figure out why yeah i don't know well but hopefully with everybody back, hopefully we get a nice stretch here where they can finish out, you know, these last, what do we got, 10, 11 games left? Um, I think about that. Yeah, I don't have yeah. the schedule in front of me. And, um, you know, hopefully they, they we can get some run, you know, with the full squad in there and, and keep improving. So speaking of the playoff race, we definitely missed a huge opportunity with that Clippers loss. Mm-hmm. We'd be, I think – at least a half game closer, so we'd be like one one and a half games behind instead of what are we at two and a half now? Two and a half now, yeah. We could have cut it to one. We could have had it down to one, and then when the Cavs won last night, it would have been back up to one and a half. But yep. um, yeah, so two and a half. Well, they almost dropped the game to the Lakers. I was watching that in the box score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that with D'Angelo Russell scored like uh, twenty eight on him 40, or something like that. Forty something. Oh, 40. That's right. That's right. It was forty. Right. I, that's why I was watching it because I I yeah. looked at it, I thought it was a mistake. I didn't see I didn't see the game. I only saw that that he he went off on them. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually 
that's a little bit of a validation for him uh, not getting traded away by the deadline. I think yeah. some, there were some rumblings about moving him, and uh, you know, I, I don't I don't really expect that from him too often. But that was that was pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. Um, besides that, Washington dropped a couple of games. Um, they are dealing with a John Wall injury that they're trying to pretend doesn't exist. And <laughs> I don't want to wish injury on anybody, but the, the possibility of us facing Washington against a team that has a healthy John Wall is just a sheer nightmare given yeah. the importance of the game. Um, basically, you know, you can you can argue with me on this, uh, but personally, I feel like if we lose this game to them, we're going to be battling them for second. And if we win, we have, we we actually have a legitimate shot at stealing the one seed or at least going yeah. up with tiebreakers. Yeah, I think I think this is a huge game, and I think I mean, what what what's the count right now? We are is it two and a half ahead of um, Washington. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So let me see. No, we're one and a half ahead of them now. So this is, yeah, this would put us at two and a half up or down or just up one game, I mean, half a game, you know? It's a huge swing. We still face Cleveland two more times, I believe. One more time, right? One more time? Yeah, I believe so. Because they're they're in the opposite. We only play them three times because they're in the... um, Central. Yes. So... um, yeah, so I mean, and obviously that's going to be huge in terms of, of of whether we can catch Cleveland, and it'll also depend obviously on how much LeBron plays down the stretch here. I mean, they, we saw them already start to rest them the other day, um, uh, but but then again, the Celtics are either resting or you know or you know Isaiah has a legitimately injured knee, which I don't doubt that he has an issue with his knee, but I mean I don't know how you know um, how much it really affects him, you know? Yeah, bone bruises are tricky. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a pain thing, I would imagine rather than him doing more damage to it. Well, it limits your mobility, too. Um, it causes all the tissue to, to, to swell up and get inflamed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's fairly recent, it can be pretty impactful. But I'm really hoping that, that he's able to play. Yeah, we're, I mean, we still haven't got word today if he was going to play. So um, we're still waiting on that. But uh, they said yesterday he was questionable. Um, my guess is he, go, he goes. I mean, but that's... That's a guess. I think so too. Even if it's just limited minutes. Um, mm-hmm. What else is going on in terms of the playoff race? Toronto and Atlanta are still exactly where we left them, uh, which isn't too surprising given how far away they are <laughs> in terms of games behind. Right. Um, something like five and seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Indiana is still parked in sixth, though they have been playing a little bit better. Uh, Milwaukee moved up to seventh, seventh seed. And Detroit is back in, last I checked, um, with Miami falling back out, um, though they're, they're uh, tied with Detroit. Uh, just Detroit has a tiebreaker right now, I believe. And then Chicago is one game back. Um, and the Hornets are basically done. They're about 3.5 three games out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then so, I mean, things are shaping up. <laughs> Uh, what else is going on around the league? Um, fourth quarter offense has been terrible without Isaiah. That's not a surprise. Nope. Um, his 32 game streak, his leading score is technically over. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, so um, so who was it? Uh, I think uh, Eric wrote on this the other day. Um, yeah, so true. the um, yeah, I mean that's it, that's pretty impressive that he's led the team for thirty two. Now is that that's Celtic record? I believe it is a record. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of surprising though. With all the and, well, it's surprising and impressive, I guess. With with all the time that Pierce was here, you know, um, post Antoine, you know, um, I guess for, for he he doesn't even have a thirty two game stretch there. Uh, with the lead. So that's, that says something about how much scoring that he does. What do you think about Yabu and Zizek? Yabu is in Maine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's finishing out the season with the red claws. They've got, I want to say uh, six or seven more games left um, mm-hmm. between now and the end of their season. And then plus um, possible postseason play. Um but um, and then Zizek um, is still finishing out his um, Euro League uh, season, which will go past or finishes at the same time as the um, D League. So he, he's not eligible to come over to Maine this year. Okay, so just so people understand, mm-hmm. um, um, Yabusele and Zizek um, are probably not going. To, well, definitely not going to play till next year. Um, as far as I'm aware, the plan is to have them play next year, which sounds like they're not going to be they're, they're going to be trying not to uh, to sign people to replace Amir and Jonas once their deals expire. It sounds right. Like it sounds like we got those in right. Those are um, interior because um, and, and don't be surprised if both of those guys even started the year in the D League. I mean, um, especially Yabuselli, where, where he's coming from uh, the Chinese league. It's going to be a big jump for him coming to the NBA. Whereas yeah. the Euro League's a little closer to uh, um, NBA competition than the, the CBA. Yeah, I mean, and this isn't to downplay like the performances they've been having because they've both been really good over there. But it's it's kind of like NCAA level play with with one or two NBA players on the team. Mm-hmm. Especially the Chinese league is definitely a, a step down from from the Euro League too. Significantly, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's. Um, but they they've both been very impressive in both of their leagues. I mean, that's what else do you want to hear? You know, at least at least they've you know been uh, been doing really well. And the thing about uh, Zizich too, he's playing for um, uh, David Blatt yep. in um, in in Turkey, and so he's he's got an NBA coach or a former NBA coach. Um, you know, so he's learning a system very similar to to you know to what uh, teams run in the NBA. Yeah. So that's I mean, going to help him a lot. Certainly a plus, yeah. But for those of you who are wondering, particularly seeing Yabusele at the Minnesota game and knowing that he's he's playing in the D League, he cannot actually, or he he technically he could play for the Celtics this year, but he's not going to just because of the fact that it would start he, his NBA clock there. He would he would um he would lose a year of eligibility in terms of how long they can sign him at rookie scale. On his rookie scale deal, yes, <laughs> right. So and there's no need to bring it's. Even if he came up here, it's not like he's he's going to come up and 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 be uh, some kind of force in the playoffs, you know. So, um, oh, so I, totally... I hear your dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's coming by. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Mine, mine were going out a little bit earlier. Apologies to to you guys listening. Uh, we have dogs. I can't stop them. Nope. <laughs> don't want to stop them. I mean, I don't want to hear them barking, but right, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Yabusele is not not coming over this year. Um, the 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 ability to have him on a rookie deal in the future might be literally the difference between signing the free agent we need. Mm-hmm. 20, yeah, 20 absolutely. So, 
pump the brakes on that a little bit. Um, other than that, uh, the only thing I can think of that we haven't covered of uh, particularly noteworthy news is um, the correlation between Marcus Smart's hairstyle and his in-game play. Yeah, right. What can you tell I, us about that? So, well, I wrote on this last week because the, if anybody follows the Celtics beat reporters like uh, for Chris Forsberg, and in particular Chris Forsberg with this, um, they, they, there's a lot of funny stats that go along with whether Brad Stevens wears a tie and whether Kelly Olynyk's hair is in a man bun or if he's got a headband on. And uh, Marcus Smart has had uh, four different haircuts this year. We've got the the French fry top that everybody's familiar with, uh, you know, the uh, um, crazy uh, blonde dreads. Um, he's also he had the braids of maybe seven or eight games, I think. Um, hair was trimmed for a little while and now he's got like a full-blown uh cut and, and his numbers correlating to those haircuts it, it's it's kind of funny like this, this is a big sample size for some of them smaller for others but um he shot the ball better with just his regular haircut so we're hoping that you know his uh his full cut here grows in a little bit between now and the playoffs so <laughs> one other thing that occurred to me and it's not in the notes but we probably should talk about it hmm. NCAA tournament. Yes. How's your bracket? Oh, toast. Toast. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, bad. Between Duke and Villanova being out, the only thing I have going for me is Arizona, who I mm-hmm. have to win it, is still in it. Yeah, it was, I lucked out. I had Villanova in the finals, but I moved them to back to just the final four just before the, the uh, game started the other day, and I put Gonzaga in the finals. So I've still got my champion and my uh, other finals team, I have Kansas winning it, and um, and I had UCLA, I believe, in the other spot. So I've got, I've still got three of the final four teams. So I've still got a shot, but I, I think I'm still not in good shape. Yeah, I me mean, neither. I think I'm pretty low in terms of uh, the ESPN challenge uh, in terms of uh, you know percentages versus yeah, yeah. Uh, other people and all that fun stuff. Um, any particular uh, performances stand out that you, uh, you know, tracking no, potential I mean, prospects? Josh Jackson looks really good. Um, uh, Lonzo Ball looks really good. To yeah, show I, was, I thought they might go down last night, but they're they're looking they're looking all right. Yeah, I was very disappointed yesterday that my uh, uh, URI and I'm not a URI guy. I'm a PC guy. I'm from Rhode Island, and uh, uh, but you know I was rooting for the other home team, and um, they got jobbed yesterday in that game against um, Oregon. they I think the, the fouls was 28 to 7, something ridiculous like that. So the big school got the calls down the stretch. It was lame. Yep. Arizona, I've been watching pretty closely just because, I mean, they have three different potential um, NBA draft prospects. Kobe Simmons, who we just ran a piece on uh, this week, um, is looking like he might be able to be a quality second round pickup. Um, I've heard some rumors that he might stick around and come back next year and try to get into the next round of the draft, which I mean, I wouldn't blame him. Um, he's got a, he's got a, a rough path in front of him with, with how stacked this draft is. And he's, he's a quality talent. He, he could in many years be a late first round draft talent. Um, and then Alonzo Trier has really picked it up. Um, he started to look good after being uh, suspended for much of the season for that. Uh, I think it was an actual accidental uh, PED, supposedly accidental PED um, test test result. Um, 
And then the guy who I've been really, really interested in is Larry Markanen. I think that's how you say his name. I'm just going with it. Um, teams have really figured out how to defend him from the perimeter. Um, in the last couple of games of the PEC, the PEC, uh, 10 tournament and the, um, or is it PEC 12 now? Anyway, um, his, his recent performance in the NCAA tournament, um, has shown that he has, has found ways to keep putting points on the board and being productive. He's rebound. He had a, a 10 or 11 rebound performance. Um, and, oh God, who are they, who are they facing the first rounds? North Dakota, I want to say. Um, I'm, I'm impressed. Um, I still don't think he has pushed his way into, the top three, I was kind of on, like I was ready to anoint him, but then he had a really, not, not a bad game, but I mean, he only, he only put up 11 points and like three or four rebounds in, I think the championship game against Oregon, I want to say, um, in, in the Pacific Conference, um, tournament. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty interested to see where that goes. Um, I want to see, uh, Mr. Ball, um, as he continues through the tournament, um, anybody else comes, comes to mind besides Jackson that you, that you're watching for potential prospects? Um, I mean, um, we don't get to watch Fultz. Yeah. So it's kind of a shame that we don't get to, um, but you know, um, Tatum is out. Yeah. That's, that's also a shame, but I, I am really like, I, I, I thought he, he was, the guy who I was thinking of um, as a potential like third or fourth pick mm-hmm. um, just because I don't think that Danny is going to take uh, Josh Jackson with that vandalism um, situation swirling around him. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of seems kind of seems like a, 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 I mean, maybe the talent is going to be enough, but I mean, considering the fact that his, his shooting seems to be fairly streaky, at least until recently. Um, and, I don't know. It just, he just doesn't seem like a, a Danny Ainge kind of guy. What, what are your thoughts about all that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Danny's had any problems picking guys that, that aren't, you know, great shooters or at least, um, you know, um, yeah, consistent anyways. I mean, um, I, th- I think he's athletic. He hustles. He's hard, plays hard D. So, I, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, 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 think, I think if we get one of the top two picks, it's probably Fultz or Ball. But, but, um, but what if we don't, you know, we have a, we have a, yeah, I mean, it's a 50% chance we we don't end up there. So, and we always get screwed anyway, so we probably won't. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he took Jackson at three or four. It's really problematic because we have Tatum out. We have Isaac out. The, Mm -hmm. the, the Seminoles ended up getting booted in the last round also. Um, not, you can't really fault the play of Tatum or Isaac in both of those games. They both had good numbers. Um, But there, there is the whole question of if you if you can't get your team into at least the Sweet 16, then like what what are you dealing with exactly? Yeah, right. South Carolina was playing out of their minds, so I mean I guess there's that. It is a one and done mm-hmm. scenario, and you know Duke came with their B game when they absolutely couldn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the Seminoles play. I just saw that they lost, so I really I really can't speak to that. But I mean I looked at. 
I looked at the highlights and I mean, it wasn't, wasn't Isaac's fault that, that they lost, you know, I mean, he had something like 17 points and like 11 rebounds or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm real divided about who we would pick if we don't get that top two pick. Yeah. I'll be diving into uh, some, some film just to see, see what I can see. But um, as of right now, I'm super, super conflicted about what we're supposed to do if we don't get that top two or three pick. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, we're running a little bit long, so maybe we should wrap it up. Uh, But just wanted to leave you guys with a comforting thought. Um, Larry Sanders is now a Cleveland Cavalier and so far he sucks. (laughs) Big surprise. (laughs) Yep. So that should, you know, put a smile on at least some of our faces who didn't want him in, in green. Um, as far as, you know, the weekly promo plugging, um, don't forget that at the top of CelticsLife.com, we have links for a huge variety of shirts and hoodies. You can't get them anywhere else. They are distinct to us. Um, and you can even get tickets to the next game under, under the, the heading tickets. Um, real hard to remember, I'm sure. Um, and you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, SoundCloud, and MixCloud. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And please, if you have any problems with us, if we're saying um too much, like one of our listeners was kind enough to point out, I went back and listened to it. I don't know if we really, really did 40 some odd ums in the first 12 minutes, but we did a lot. So, you know, we're, we're consciously working that into our repertoire, not to... It's probably me on that podcast, but yeah, yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> um, so let us know, and we'll do our best to work it, work your suggestions um, into what we do. Um, but if you do like what you hear, please rate us five stars. That really helps us reach more people. Um, and if you have something that you want us to promote, give us a message, write to us, let us know. You can use the hashtag Celtics Life Podcast. Um, we're also running a mailbag this week. Um, so you can use that hashtag or the article we posted if you have any questions about what we've been talking about or just in general or just something goofy you want to hear us say on the podcast let us have it um, and yeah that's all I got um, you got anything you want to add Mark? no that's it man good stuff alright well we'll let you go and yeah have a good week <laughs> <laughs>